Hey listeners, Cameron here, and I'm asking for a special favor this week. So many of you ask what you can do to help out the show, and one of the best things you can do is to go on to iTunes and leave us a great review about what you like about listening to Put Your Hands Together. It helps us so much to get our name out there and to get more people listening. And we really appreciate it when you guys leave reviews. So please, go do it right now. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Put your What's hands up, everybody? Together. Thanks for coming Put out to UCB. Together. Put your hands together. Put your hands together. Please help yourself over the fleets. Put your hands together for your host. Tuesday night. Good job. Great job getting here. Clap for yourselves. All of you. There's many people here. Oh, and you know what else? We're going to have a special treat. Uh, I have a co-host on the show. She usually comes out a little bit later, but we're going to start the show with her tonight. Let's hear it for Rhea Butcher, guys. Give it up for Rhea. Hello. There she is. Hello. And the, there's other Hello. comics in back. They can hear you. One more. Hey, that's, this is only the third one. One more round of applause for them. It's only the third one. Yay. I'm not like, I'm not, you know, I don't feel like I'm asking you. I'm having an amazing hair night. Yeah, it's great. It's it really was a rough hair day, but what a hair night. <laughs> Baby, you are a firework. Yes, I am a firework. All my hair is going away from my head, and I like that. That's how I want to style it. Get off there, I say. It's like running away from your head. Yep. It's, yes, I gotta go. Yes, that's what the hair is saying. Heck, you look like a, don't, re- he looks, and I'm, this is not an insult, but you look like a alternate universe Tom Hanks for sure. How often do you get that? Yeah. It's a very knowing nod. Oh, yes. Yeah. The Hanks. Yes, I know I well. I feel like in this city, that must be kind of strange. Does that ever, are people ever just like, <laughs> I'm the house. And then they give you a sandwich. I something that's not true. Yeah. And do you ever manipulate them? Okay. I would carry around a volleyball every day. <laughs> and that is why I don't right. look like Tom Hanks. Right. Or just like Colin Hanks' high school diploma. You're like, yeah. I'm really proud of him. <laughs> we had a, what, you know what we saw over the weekend? Speaking of L.A., well, this isn't like an L.A. thing. I think it's a weird thing still even here. But uh, we were driving, driving down the street. Uh, we drive down the street together because I uh, live together with fiancés. So sometimes we're in the car together. Yep. Give it up for that. It's just, I only always say that because it's like weird. I always feel like if we don't acknowledge sure. that, then it's just like, whoa, all comics are like, why would they be? They're just like really close. It's like, why do they have, why are they talking about? Real close ladies. What are they talking about? You might say we're bosom buddies. <laughs> okay. Thank you. I appreciate that. Your, your clapping was the same as his knowing, ah, oh, yes. Yeah. <laughs> It was a Hanks joke. Yeah, yeah, it was a Hanks joke. <laughs> I didn't even remember that was a Hanks joke. Yeah, that's Hanks how joke. far ahead you are in the evolution of us. Yeah, in terms of me, I'm just right. I'm a, I have my hair getting off my own head. Yeah, wait for me. You're a bit of a Peter Scalara in this situation. I don't know who the fuck that is. Awesome. There's somebody fans in the audience. Uh, we were driving down the street. We saw. Well, no, first Rio was like now. Rio. Is a moderately reliable narrator. <laughs> Most of the time, when she says something, I believe what she said. Sure. But you could understand if you were in my position, if you were driving down Vermont Avenue in Los Angeles, and then somebody said to you, That is a rooster, that you might be like, I don't think that's a rooster. I just heard a rooster. She goes, I just heard a rooster. That's a, I heard a rooster. A rooster. <laughs> And I was like, no, you didn't. <laughs> but then we pulled up to the light. Yeah, and I was like, I definitely heard a rooster. I looked in this lot, parking lot right by the lake, right by the light. You know what was in there? Fucking rooster. A oh, goddamn rooster. Rooster just, there was no cars even. And it's still a rooster. she realized, the rooster goes, like I realized it was a rooster, and the rooster was rooster. like, fucking yeah, I am. <laughs> And the rooster was also like, yeah, I'm a rooster. Yeah. Why the fuck am I here? Yeah. What am I doing? It was a confused rooster. 
It was, um, it was 6 p.m. What was it doing there? It was 6 p.m. I don't know, it was hanging out on a parking block? Yes. It was also a gravel parking lot. It was. So just Not like, even paved, like, poor rooster. I always say, pave a parking lot if you're going to have a rooster. Yes. I've always said that. They and like I am asphalt. an animal rights advocate and activist. So you're seeing that rooster, and I couldn't even remember what that thing was called, that parking block thing. That's why you should be with somebody, because I said, there's a rooster on the thing! And she said, parking block, and then we said, pal, that's what it's that's called. That's what it is. Not only did you correctly identify the sound of an animal that shouldn't be in this city, but you also know what that thing is. I just call it, well, now, time to stop. <laughs> Boop. I Boop. call it, time to stop. I hit it. I am not the better parker of us two. <laughs> not at all. No, like, you're the Peter Parker, I'm the... Sure. Parker but, Posey. Actually, that's the okay. better parker of those two. <laughs> That is the better Parker. No, I'm a terrible Parker. But also, fuck you for noticing. It's tough when you're with a, when you're with the somebody. The rooster or the Parker? No, you. Because it's tough when you're with somebody enough that they like brace themselves so that they don't laugh at how bad you are at parking. And I'm like, oh, there's a spot. And she's like. Got to get a rooster in there. Oh, God, it's on the left side. <laughs> I'm going to get up. out. Shut up. I'm going to get out. She always gets out. She doesn't even direct. She just looks. Well, that's not how you do that. Oh, there's a car alarm of the other car. We're good to go. Okay. I don't hit cars. It just takes me 27 passes. Sure. It's 27 kind of bumpy passes. Pinball machine sort of a situation. Yeah. We are trying to plan a wedding to each other. Yeah. That is going badly. Nowhere. Absolutely That is going nowhere. badly. Rhea has a theory. I have a theory. It's because we both want a wife. Yep. <laughs> I don't want to plan that fucking wedding. I don't What's that a wedding? wedding? Either. Yeah, let's have a wedding. No, what is that a wedding? What is that a wedding? Yeah. I don't know. That's Cakes. Cakes and See? dancing. I don't know. Oh, cakes that's the is your first thing. <laughs> yeah, cakes. <laughs> what makes a wedding? Cake. Cakes. Cakes. And you also said cakes. Cakes. I just want to point out that's Plural. how much you know about weddings. You didn't even realize there's, uh, there's actually a type of cake that's specific singular that, yeah. and specific for that thing. <laughs> well, hey, I spent a lot of my time uh, recognizing rooster calls. Yeah. I can't keep all the information up here. What kind of cake is that? I don't know! I don't know. It's a parking block. Bring though. out an animal and I will name it! Uh, so, yeah, we don't know how to have a wedding. I've been trying to... Well, and also, I'm very... Uh, I can get in a real wormhole. Yeah, you can't. I can get in a research wormhole real quick. Like, I can't watch scary movies, but I will look up a lot of film stills from whatever I shouldn't see. Whole Wikipedia. Yeah. Um, if there's, like, a television show that I know I can't watch, I'm like, oh, shit. Did you see Hannibal last night where that dude was a mushroom farm? Yeah, me neither. <laughs> but you but sure I know about, about it. About it. Anyway, Hannibal the TV show spoiler alert <laughs> for all those people that are like oh come on I'm three seasons behind in that relatively unpopular show <laughs> but I know about it I know about it a lot I got pretty stuck in a, a research wormhole myself what were you researching like, uh, the hey dude reunion <laughs> because that's when I realized I didn't remember who any of these people were well yeah, everybody's worried about where Danny is, which I understand Danny's missing, but also nobody talked about Brad. That's what I'm even more worried See, about. See, my like, question is, no what are you talking about? No one gives a shit about what I'm talking about. <laughs> Let me go I back feel like to my Salute Your Shorts material. really eclipsed that show it's and true. blocked out the sun for it. I don't remember anything that you're talking about. Yeah. You know what was funny, though, because I did, so, like, I don't know what you're talking about, but you did send me the link, like, here's where they are, and I was like, I don't even know who they were to begin with. But um, I did find out where they are now, and one funny thing is that it's mostly people who quit acting, and then, what's her name, Christine... I don't want to say what I'm going to say next because I'm a feminist. Ben Stiller's wife. What's her name? I can't think of her last name. See? Fuck us. Crap. Fuck us. God. That's not how you describe women. Taylor. Christine Taylor. Thank you. She was in the Pink Brady Bunch. She played Marsha. She's got her own merits. They're not a lot. <laughs> but it was like a reunion and it was like, oh, she became a school teacher and like this person is like, uh, like gave up acting and, you know, like is like a cigarette salesman. I'm right. making that up. Sure. Nobody was a cigarette salesman. Door but, door um, cigarette salesman. Then her bio was like, she acted a little bit more and then married Ben Stiller. And I, 
Well, yeah, I mean, sure. I, I think it was her choice. I think she's having, I think she was she's raising right their kids. That's what it also said. It said she was raising their, that's a weird thing to say. And then she took a, she was raising their kids. Um, <laughs> but actually, I was thinking about how funny that would be if you were like Christine Taylor and you showed up for this reunion and everybody else had given sure. up acting. And like, she might not be a wildly famous actor right now, but she is married to Ben Stiller. So her life is still pretty fucking weird, right? Super weird. Like, she's still like, oh, what have you guys been up to? Oh, you have a farm? Well, yeah, I have a, a, a couple. <laughs> With as many roosters as I want. As far as the eye can see. Yeah, the Stiller-Taylor family is pretty rich. Hey. All right. Sorry about the hey dude. You guys don't tangent. give a fuck about that. Yeah. Why did you get us on a hey I dude? I don't know. Tangent? I'm sorry. <sighs> <sighs> you know, sense. before we were dating. Yes. Uh, a long, long, it was long a dark time, time ago. First of a all, horrifying to begin time with. in all of our lives. Have you ever seen the Human Centipede? No, but I know everything about it. I know everything about it, too. And I've never seen it, but I remember the first time I heard about it, then read about it. Yeah. And I was, I was with an ex. She was worse than you. Of course she was. In every way. Yeah. Did but she know like, what a parking block was? Probably not. No, she couldn't drive. <laughs> and that's actually true. Due to stupidity? No, not stupidity. She was just foreign. Okay. Um, <laughs> all right. All of this stuff is true. I used to wake her up for like a while, just after I saw that plot of that movie. I would wake her up in the morning and I would go, remember Human Centipede? (laughs) Do you remember that one that was about? Good morning. (laughs) Just because I couldn't stop thinking about it first thing. Yeah. I'm really glad you don't do that anymore. That's one of the ways I've grown. A lot of therapy. (laughs) Got rid of that centipede. Yeah. Welcome. Yuck. What was wrong with that doctor? I don't know. <laughs> Am I right? You guys all know the plot of that, right? I mean, Clap I want... your hands if you know the plot of that. <laughs> oh, there's a couple people who don't. Well, I think we'll start the show, and this is the final thing we'll say. Uh, we will um, spoil the plot of Human Centipede. <laughs> Probably, right? There's nobody here who's like, that sounds like a movie I really want to see. They've, like, set it aside like the last Christmas Human present. Human Centipede. Really waiting on this one. You remember how in that other movie about drugs, they go ass to ass? Oh, God. It's like that, but one of the asses is a mouth. <laughs> By the way, that's fucking hilarious. It's a pretty great description. I don't of that care movie. if you laugh at that or not. I'm going to listen to the podcast version of this later, and I am going to laugh on a hype. <laughs> <laughs> when I think about that description. You guys have been great. Let's hear it for Rhea Butcher. Thanks, you guys. And we are going to start the show off strong. Now, it is this uh, gentleman's first time on the show. Whenever it's somebody's first time, we go crazy. We welcome them extra hard. He is in from Portland. Ladies and gentlemen, Mr. Shane Torres. Give it up for Shane. Hey. Uh, You guys can probably tell this by looking at me, but I have been fired a lot in my life. I'm 31 years old and I look like a Native American meatloaf impersonator. Uh, last time I got fired, I didn't, I've always wanted to pull the you can't fire me, I quit move. I didn't do it. But I did see a guy do it the best way ever once. I was working at a restaurant in Fort Worth, Texas called Good Eats Grill. So that'll let you know the clientele that was coming in. And at one point, manager Pat Waiter Richard got in a huge argument and they were screaming back and forth until finally Pat just goes, All right, Richard, get the fuck out. You're fucking fired. And Richard, without missing a beat, just goes, I don't need this goddamn job. I sell Coke. <laughs> Which is the coolest way ever to quit your job. Like, fuck your reference. I'm in the dope game now, son. Richard gonna be all right. (laughs) He wasn't, though. He got shot. Uh, A few months ago, I I was in the uh, post office mailing some gifts for the holidays, and I was there with my uh, then-girlfriend, now-enemy. And and, uh, there were like eight or nine of us in there. We all had packages. And this guy walks in, and he sees the line. I swear to Christ, this is exactly what he did. 
oh, and then this came out of his fucking face. Excuse me, everyone. I don't know. Yeah. I just need to mail something. And everybody in line was like, yeah, okay. He's like, are you an only child? What the fuck is, you're the most homeschooled person ever, aren't you? Go do a packet. Uh, the other day, you remember your first homeschooled kid? Weren't they weird? Because they were kind of like you, but now they got a real Stepford wife thing going. Uh, uh, the other day was where there was, was like an old woman in line, and uh, she just had a picture of George Clooney that she was mailing as a gift. And I realize that's something we only let the elderly get away with in this country. It's like refusing to take part in their responsibility of a customer service exchange. Like she just walked up and was like, mail it, I outlive my friends. And again, the guy did it, he went and got a box, put the picture in bubble wrap, sealed it, put it in the box, sealed it, weighed it, told her how much it was gonna be, and then she started complaining about the price, and everybody there was like, it should cost extra, he did everything for you. And then, but she was just like, well, when I was a little girl, it only cost a nickel, and water fountains weren't for everyone. And, <laughs> and she just fucking died or whatever. My, uh, speaking of death, uh, my dad is, is dead. Uh, it's fine. Uh, you didn't know him. And, but it's very strange, you know, in a, when you, someone you don't know dies, you get reminded of them in subtle ways after they're gone. Like you see a picture, or you hear a Linda Ronstadt song. Or you drive by a little league field they said they would be at. <laughs> but the way my father has chosen to haunt me is to have all of his debt collectors call me. <laughs> and there's a grip of them, because the other day I was at the food court at the mall, because I like it there. Uh, they, they have the food of the world. Uh, <laughs> and I was just sitting there uh, enjoying myself. And by the way, the phrase enjoying myself sounds like I was like regally masturbating or something. <laughs> like the way a Kennedy would do it. Like, remember, pinkies out, everyone, or whatever. <laughs> I, I wasn't masturbating, though. I was having a Cinnabon, uh, <laughs> which is kind of like masturbating because you just hate yourself at the end of either, and the cleanup's the same. Uh, <laughs> You know, because when you have a Cinnabon, you're like, it's everywhere! Now I have to do laundry. You sleep in it! Uh, but I, uh, I got a call on my cell phone, and I pick it up, and uh, the young woman on the other line says, Hello, Mr. Torres. This is Karen from H&R Weiger, and we're calling to get you to absorb your father's debt. And I said, uh, well, I'm not fucking doing that, Karen. <laughs> And we went back and forth for 15 minutes until finally she got so upset, all she said was, you have to pay, you have to pay, you have to pay. She said it in the same cadence that Romans rode ships, so I knew she was serious. And I'll, I'll be honest, I got caught up in it, so I started screaming back, I'm not paying, I'm not paying shit in the middle of a godforsaken food court, so everybody around me thinks I'm terribly upset over the quality of my Cinnabon when there's a much bigger situation going on. And I'll be honest with you guys, I'd eaten a bag of mushrooms earlier in the day. So now I'm delusional and think I'm Spartacus and command everybody in the food court to burn it to the ground. And I say something like, take orange Julius first, for he is not your Caesar. <laughs> then I stop him, because I'm a merciful Lord. <laughs> Clue back in with Karen. Look, you have to pay. You have to. I said, I'll tell you what, Karen, let's make a deal. And she said, well, what's the deal, Monty Hall? It's the most people that have ever gotten that reference. <laughs> and I said, I will start paying my father's financial debts to you when you start repaying his emotional debts to me. <laughs> yeah. So now every week I get a call and it's like, hey, great game last night. <laughs> Wish I could have been there. Thank you all very much. I've been Shane Torres. Really appreciate you having me. Shane Torres, keep it going for Shane.
Hey, we are going to keep it right on rolling because we got a great big full lineup tonight. I'm so excited about everybody coming up, uh, including this next comic who is in town from Chicago. So we've got a couple treats. Uh, you all right? You got so stoked. I thought you were passing out. But you were just blowing up an imaginary balloon. <gasps> but into your mouth. <gasps> the balloon is in. The balloon is within. <laughs> you like you like this next comic in from Chicago? Is that true? Oh, okay. he's your friend. Tim, right? <laughs> Actually, you know what? Why don't you just do me a favor? Uh, you can do this. Uh, you, I'm assuming he's your friend, and you know his last name, right? Okay, so you can just say "ladies and gentlemen," and then you can just reveal his last name. So I'll I'll hand it to you, and you're just gonna say "ladies and gentlemen," and then his last name, okay? And I'll even hold the mic so I get it close enough to your mouth, okay? And you can sit or stand. Yeah, we're doing a great job. Okay, you're doing a great job. Stay where you are. All right, ready? Ladies and gentlemen, please welcome Tim Barnes. Yeah, yeah, she loves it. Let's hear it for Tim Barnes. That's, that was fun. Um, all right, let's, uh, let's begin. Uh, before, actually, before I get started, I want to give you guys a couple seconds uh, to get adjusted to my face, because uh, that's something I'm starting to learn, is that people in general just need a couple seconds to get adjusted to my face. Does that make any sense? Like, I'm, I'm visiting from Chicago. Whenever I walk on the train there, I feel like there's a couple seconds where people are going, oh, my God, uh, is he going to be crazy? You know what I mean? <laughs> And I get it, because whenever I walk on the train, there's a couple seconds where I think to myself, oh my God, uh, am I going to be crazy? And, uh, but I'm a simple man, I wear Land Jordans. Uh, I, uh, I walk to conclusions, just the, the kind of guy I am. And uh, my dad's here, actually. Give a round of applause to my dad. Happy Father's Day. I, uh, I remember when I was a little girl. Um, my dad would always say, no, you're not. And he was, he was right about that. Great man, though. It's weird how, as time goes by, like, I was looking in the mirror this morning, and went, oh, my God, my father is turning into me. Has that ever happened to you? And we've had our, our hard times. I got in an argument with my dad once, and he said the craziest thing I've ever heard. He said, I brought you into this world, and I can do it again. And I said, what? And he snapped his fingers. I swear to God, he snapped his fingers, and I died. I stopped existing. Came back to life 20 years later, same argument, didn't bring it up. I uh, learned my lesson. Uh, I also want to mention the elephant in the room. Whenever I tell people I do stand-up, they go, Oh my God, Tim, I didn't know you do comedy. What race are you? And uh, I tell them the truth. Uh, I grew up in a small town in African America. I don't know if you've ever been to African America. It's a great place. You get a sandwich in African America, you get the African American cheese. It's just what you do. Um, it's all like American cheese, except it's made by the government. So. Uh, grade A government cheese joke. Uh, and all week I've been doing this thing, and I've, try I've been trying to say as many sentences during the day that begin with the phrase, personally as a black man. It's a magical phrase. You don't have to be black to say it. It's just kind of a social coupon, okay? I was in a line today. Somebody asked me a question and like, and I said, well, personally, as a black man, I'll have a caramel macchiato. And it was great. Very speedy service. I got it for free. And I was also... <laughs> proud of myself because whenever I'm at a Starbucks, I don't know how the words work, so I just go up there and tell them the way I like my women, which is great because it turns out that's a caramel macchiato. Um, and in case you're wondering, I don't judge when it comes to ladies like strong black women of all races. I just uh, don't know how to talk to them. Like I was in a club a couple seconds ago, just make that up for the sake of this joke. I was in a club and I uh, walked up to this girl and I said, excuse me, is that seat taken? Because uh, I'd like to ask it out on a date. Sorry, I said that wrong. Uh, what I'm trying to say is I'd like to fuck that chair. <laughs> I feel weird when I'm in <laughs> clubs because, I, like, I don't know. Uh, I feel like it's because I watched too much sci-fi as a kid because all the dance moves I know came from the intro to The Cosby Show, which we all know is one of the greatest science fiction programs of all time. Uh, so I walked up to another girl and I said, uh, does your face hurt? Because it looks like you damaged it when you fell from heaven. That didn't work. Is that a hunchback or is just hiding your wings? You know, for someone who's been running through my mind all day, you sure haven't lost any weight. And none of those, uh, 
None of those worked, Evelyn. <laughs> a lot of learning to do. I grew up religious. Give a big round of applause if you grew up religious. Doesn't, doesn't, nice. I, uh, I grew up reading the Kevin James version of the Bible. It's also known as the King of Queens version of the Bible. A lot of great stories in there, like the time that Jesus walked on water for a couple seconds and fell in because he was so fat. Or the, the time that Jesus turned one loaf of bread into a thousand loaves of bread and ate all by himself because he was so fat. Or maybe I just watched too much TV. Um, what I'm trying to say is I believe in the Sanford and Son and the Holy Spirit. I've decided that if I have kids, though, I'm going to teach them about the real deal. I'm going to teach them about black Jesus. Weird silence. Black Santa Claus. Okay? Black Ronald Reagan. <laughs> a lot of people don't believe when I told them Ronald Reagan was a black man. I don't know why, but can you imagine how angry white people would be if they found out Ronald Reagan was black? Right? <laughs> can you imagine how mad black people would be if they found out Ronald Reagan was black? Just let that trickle down a little bit. Can you imagine how confused Ronald Reagan would be if he found out Ronald Reagan was black? And can you imagine how absolutely thrilled Nancy Reagan would be? All right. I'm going to keep it real with you guys tonight. You know black people like to keep it real. You've seen The Matrix, right? Okay. Um, personally, as a black man, uh, I think it's unfair <laughs> that white people get to say the N-word and get in trouble for it, and I can't. That's not right. That's a right that I would like to have. And a lot of people say that as someone like me who was born in African America, if I say the N-word, I'm somehow putting a positive spin on it, right? Like reclaiming the word. But uh, this is going to be weird. I think white people should reclaim the N-word. I know. I'm expecting the silence. But first of all, of all the people to put a positive spin on the N-word, that would be nice, right? Also, you can only reclaim a word if you created it in the first place. Okay, this is, okay. Let's imagine completely hypothetically that you guys are all white, okay? It's a completely hypothetical situation. <laughs> and your son comes home from school, and this wave of joy washes over you, and you go, oh my God, you got straight A's, Billy, like a real nigger. Think about it. I can say that because I am my black friend. We say it together all the time. I think he's one of the good ones. Uh, sometimes I think that joke makes people uncomfortable because it sounds weird coming out of a guy like me because uh, I'm, I'm light-skinned. I have uh, light privilege, light guilt, light bulbs. I mean, the list goes on and on. I'm leave by giving you guys some advice. Uh, Never date someone with a magazine subscription because you know they got issues, okay? <laughs> when life hands you lemons, say, hey, no thanks, man, but here, have some money, right? Personally, as a black man, uh, when life hands me watermelons, I hope there's no white people watching. Uh, but at the end of the day, it's probably close to midnight. All right, I'm done. Uh, where do I go? Tim Barnes, you guys. Awesome. He was great. One more time for Tim Barnes, you guys. We're going to keep this show right on rolling because we have a super, super awesome show. Um, this next comic has an album out on Killed Rockstars called Waiting for 2042. You guys give it up for Hari Kondabalu, everybody. Okay, so what are you out here in L.A. doing? I did... Because uh, you live in New York. I live in New York. I did the Conan O'Brien show on TBS um, <laughs> yesterday with Ice Cube and Chris D'Elia, and it went well. And now I'm just doing shows in Los Angeles because I'm never out here. Mm -hmm. And I notice whenever I'm out here, like, once a year, people are really nice to me. Because it's like, yeah. oh, you're visiting. You're a guest here. Right. I do think this is a great city to be a guest in. Yes. I also think people generally are nice here. I just think that it's a little bit more of a, like, disparate... It's a more... Yeah, I hate Nick Thune. He's a dick wad. Wad of dicks. I think people are generally nice here, but it's like a... It's kind of a spread out city, and a little bit... There's, like, no hub. Right. So, I think what happens when you live here... The reason it's awesome to come out here is right. you get to do all the shows, you get to see everybody, and you feel like you're like, oh, yeah, it's great. But then it's a little bit of a tougher city, I think, to... Is it really no hope? Because it feels like every comic I know seems to live in Los Feliz or Silver Lake. Yeah, that's true. But even there, there's, like, no public transit. And yeah, there's that's... no, like, way to bump into people. Like, I, yes. I see people on the street when I walk around. Yes. But so much of it is driving, and so much of it is, like, getting coffees or, like, lunches. Yes. But you have to make, like, sp specific plans. And I've never lived in New York, but I've visited there many times. And I... It feels a lot more like Chicago, where I'm from, where it's just, right. like, you can kind of... 
all the time bump into people or see people that you are annoyed by or (laughs) gross or whatever it is. Here you can hide more. Yes, which is not always a good thing. I love the fact you're from Chicago because that scene's lineage is incredible. That stand-up scene. It's pretty rad right now, right? Because I worked uh, with Dwayne Kennedy. Oh, wow. And Dwayne Kennedy, uh, from my understanding, from everyone else, is like the... It's like the... The proto scene, like it starts with Dwayne, and Dwayne's the major influence for Kanane yeah. and Bronger and John Roy, and all that. Right. And then it kind of the scene goes from there, right? So, so interestingly, when I started, like Dwayne would have been—I mean, I don't even know if we know each other. Right. I know who he is, right, right. Um, but like, Kanane and Bronger had just left, and they were out here, right, right, right. But they were like in the water. So you're right; it is like a very, in terms of the next generation, yeah, of people that are coming up like there's a lot of people I've known for many years and seen throughout like different phases of right, career right so how is the album going the album is going well you hit some number ones it was weird I did uh, Fresh Air with Terry Gross which is awesome which is first awesome. of all that awesome. you did Fresh Air with Terry Gross very strange it led to an older demographic at some of the shows which was exciting because I kept thinking you think I'm your kid's friend yeah That's oh I love that there's something about this that is very nice uh, yeah and after that it hit number one for a couple of days which was very weird to see my name number one on iTunes and Amazon and then like Pat Oswalt and like Jim Gaffigan and I knew it's like this is like a day but I will t- enjoy this day um, you know I think that even if there's fluctuations like the fact that somebody could stumble yeah onto your stuff yeah, yeah. that's a great position to be it's in it's new it's certainly a new position to be in and I'm excited about being in that position um, and the album I mean Kill Rockstars that brought a new audience too I'm excited that you're releasing a record that's that. that's also why because our my co-producer on this show, one of yeah. my co-producers, Ryan, yeah. he runs his own label, he runs a Special Thing Records, and oh, right. we, we thought about doing something together, but I realized, like, oh, it's it would be podcast listeners. It would right. be, like, the same people that we already... Ryan and I have done so many great things, but I was hoping to, like, just be in front of new people a little bit. Well, it feel- seems like that music overlap is really oh, nice. certainly. I mean, it's, there's something about the fact, like, the thermals tweeted at me. <laughs> and were excited to see me at yeah. Bridgetown. I'm like, the thermals? That's great, man. I love the thermals. Yeah. I, should, I should let them know. And it's like, I still have another Yeah, actually, Corin actually. Tucker from Sleater Kinney yeah. came to my recording <laughs> and she waited in line to shake my hand. Did you just hear my giddy laugh? Yeah. That so rarely comes out. She waited in line to shake my hand and I... So many things just fell. It's yeah. great. Uh, and I was just standing there going, like, this is a moment. Sometimes you have those moments where you're like, it's so, you know, work is work. But sometimes yes. you just get that time where you're like, I can't believe this is happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe somebody's waiting in line to see me. That, that you that respect. It should absolutely be the other way. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, it was when I did the album... Um, release in New York, like, uh, Janine Garofalo opened, and it's like, oh, that's, this that's is normal, and Ted Leo did a set, and I'm like, this is a thing that's happening, you know what well, I mean? Well, I'm or, so happy for your success. It's and, been really and wonderful. As I yeah. said to you before the show, what I heard from the album so far is great, so I'm really excited to hear the thing. Thank you. And I'm really excited to be a label mate. Yeah. What a label what mate. What a label mate. <laughs> I have label mates. Yeah, you have a couple of great label mates. Kurt, Not a couple. You Kurt Braunohler. Yeah. Well, I spoke to Kurt yesterday at Hot Tub, and yeah. Uh, which is a fine show as well. Yes. And and Kurt was like, we should go on a tour together now that we all have records out on Killer. Wait, I've actually had this thought. Why aren't we doing this? this should, we should do okay, this. Okay, great. Done. <laughs> yeah, keep it going for Hari, guys. Let's hear it. Oh, yes. He has an album on Kill Rockstars, which is a very uh, a great, cool... Music label and I, I just recorded an album for Kill Rockstars and that'll come out in October. You guys can, uh, you can purchase that and support uh, my uh, my career. And I'm picking a cover art right now, but I'm thinking a white man in a bicycle rickshaw, <laughs> and then I am covered in dildos. <laughs> no, that's not what I'm gonna. But wouldn't that be heavier? than just my regular body. <laughs> you know. That guy loved it. <sighs> How was your day today, leopard pants? Yeah? What, what, what'd you do today? Clean the apartment. Yeah, you guys are a couple. Of course you are. Living in an apartment together. How was it? Rough, rough, rough road cleaning that? Or totally chill, easy, easy peasy? Uh, we took a nap. You took a nap. That's not cleaning at all. <laughs> That's me. That feels like it's. It feels like it's sleeping. 
Afterwards. Oh, so it was like tough times. Okay. Boy, is this a boring conversation. And not, it's not your fault. I was like, how was cleaning? And you guys were like, we were sleeping. It's the worst. Nothing we're saying is, it's not you. It just sounds like you had like a, like a pretty like snuggly day and that's great. What is your necklace? It's a bird skull. It's a what? It's a bird skull. A bird skull? Oh yeah, no, yeah, right. Flipped the other way, you know what that looked like? And this is, I can't believe what I was, what I'm going to say. That totally looks like a vulva. Yeah, I wish it was too. Not for like any reason, just like, yeah, well, this is what I wear as jewelry. And then I guess the question is, is it yours or is it not yours? You know what I mean? So that's a conversation piece right there. Just get a vulva and then people are like, well, what, who's... And you say, oh, I, don't, I found it. <laughs> found it, I just picked it up, looked right. You guys seem like a happy couple. How long have you been together? Uh, just over a year. Just over a year? And still snuggling like mad. What's the secret? What's keeping it... Uh... They just got married. They just got married, yeah! <laughs> Let's hear it for that couple. Let's hear it for those dudes. How's it feeling? When did it happen? When did it happen? When did you get married? February. February. Well, maybe not just. But I hear it. You're like, support the cause. Where did you do it? Where did you guys get married? At the top of the grove. At the top of the grove? Yeah. What? Gorilla style. Wait, wait, what? Say that again? What kind of style? Gorilla. Gorilla style? No, we just showed up. Oh, okay. Okay, so here's what here's what I thought. No, not gorilla suits. Not gorilla suits. Because you said at the top of the grove, gorilla style. So in my mind, you both climbed up opposite sides of the building, the tallest one at the grove, and you met at the top and you leaned off going, while choppers flew around your heads. You were like, we're both men, but we're here to stay! <laughs> you got married gorilla style. Did you just have a, like a, you had like a flash, flash a bit of a flash mob wedding? <laughs> Near what kiosk? <laughs> where were you, where were, on the roof? Of the parking lot? This is the most interesting. Do you see what you guys could be? <laughs> Do you work at the Grove? Do you own the parking lot? What's the... We just had our first kiss there, so we thought... You had your first kiss on the top, on the top of the parking structure at the Grove. How many people showed up to support you for this wedding? 55 people know you well enough that they would drive to the center of hell and pay to park there. On a Tuesday afternoon. On a Tuesday afternoon. Well, that's, that's not bad. I guess it could have been like a Saturday around three. That's amazing. I love that you did that. And, and who performed the ceremony? Was it somebody you knew? You did. You did, yeah, of course you did. How do you know them? Why wouldn't you just go to shows together forever? Um, how do you know, how, what's the relationship? We used to work in film in Greece together. You used to work in what? In film in Greece. We met in, in film in Greece. Oh, so many words that mean two things! This whole story is just, we were at the top of the grove, we worked in film in Greece, it was disgusting. And Greece both mean like horrible things or like a beautiful things. <laughs> you were you you worked in Greece, uh, where the Greek people are like yourself. I'm assuming you have an accent. Yes, Kalamata olive stuff like that. Um, you worked in film in Greece. When and then you were like you were like you were like let's get out of here, and go to the top of a parking structure and get married. How long were you guys together before you got married? Under a year. Yeah. Fuck yeah. <laughs> that's, that gives me a lot of hope, and that's amazing. I'm so proud of your story. It's not my story, but I want it to be. I mean, we're doing great, and I, earlier when we were like talking about wedding planning, what the, f what the fuck is wrong with us? <laughs> What's your favorite parking structure in the city? <laughs> Albertson's parking lot? <laughs> but we'll stand, because there's no sidewalk, so we'll just stand in the middle and people will hit us. 
and then we'll sue them, and that'll be our wedding gift. Oh, one more time for this couple. They're great. And this couple. And this couple. And this couple. And that filmy, greasy woman. Hey, this next comic, what a treat whenever he stops by. We are so, so proud when he comes by the show. Let's hear right now for Aziz Ansari, guys. Give it up for Aziz. Aziz Ansari, you guys. All right, we're going to keep it right on rolling. This next comic has a special out that's on Netflix, and I think it's just released on vinyl very soon. It's called Folk Hero. You should pick it up. Uh, please welcome Nick Thune. Hey, how are you? Pretty good. Um, That's good. Now, when is your special coming out on vinyl? It comes out on February, or February. The Netflix came out in February. It comes out June 24th. And it's, Has it been available audio only at all? Or this yes, is it's yes, on okay. iTunes and it's on Netflix. And this is just kind of like a limited vinyl. What do you find you're getting the biggest response from? Netflix, for sure. Yeah. It's ridiculous. Do you think actually. it's people stumbling, or do you think it's people? I think it's repetitive that, like, in their face, and I think there's you know initially the people that know me watched it, and I think they told their friends, and there was good kind of right. You know, of course there's going to be that. Yeah, but then like, but then do it you just feel like there's trickles. people that are that are popping on your like that have no, have never heard of you before. Went to go pick up Vietnamese food last night, and yeah. the girl was like, she knows me. I'm going there all the time. She's like, I never knew you were a comedian. Like, oh, yeah. She's I saw you on Netflix last night. Like, wow, it's it's just interesting that, like, you know. You also got, like, kind of good real estate. When your special came out, yeah. you got, like, good Netflix it was, real yeah, estate. Circling because around. it was in, like, the new... Not everybody's special gets, like, the, the little prime spot. or. Yeah, whatever. they gave me good spots. And I also... I, I mean, I think that one thing about it is... The graphic design, I spent so much time on. We've talked about this. Yeah. Because yeah. I, I complimented you. Yes. Like, I can't remember where we were, and I was like, it looks, you're, it's just like clean, it looks great, it looks like you. It stands this, out. The little. opening of the special also oh, yeah. looks a little bit different. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, Lance Banks did it. And very, He's so great. He is great, yes. Mm -hmm. and, it, and it looks like very specific to what you're doing. Yeah, so definitely, like, if somebody just happened to find it, there's like, couple levels of interesting yeah. to keep them in, interested. Well, and things get lost on Netflix. I'm sure that you'd like, you hear about something like, how did I never know that? And then you see like the artwork and it sucks. It doesn't mm -hmm. stand out or, and I actually had my guy like mock up Netflix pages and then Photoshop the stuff that we were working on into it to see if it stood out among other people's things. And like, there's Bill Burr albums where you can't even read Bill Burr just by looking at the artwork. When, when it's when it's small, that's which I think that's a big deal. You want to read yeah, someone's sure. name. That's a that's a big thing. And then, ooh, that's this is actually really fascinating because I'm designing my album mm -hmm. cover right now, and there's a lot to like factor in in terms well, of funny. what you want to. Down put out to there. making a poster that's sized for Instagram, like just you know. That's right. not something I think about, but then that's something he'll send me an email that's like, okay, so here's here's for Facebook, here's for Instagram, here's how you make your background on Twitter. Yeah. I'm like, wow, it's cool to have a guy that actually thinks through all this stuff. And this is such silly stuff, but it's also not because people watch uh, television or they listen to specials in such a different way now mm -hmm. where, like, you really do have to kind of grab that attention because people aren't just going to be, like, flipping through Comedy Central and no. come across you. It's just, like, a, a kind of a different... That's the thing about Comedy Central, too. Like, would they, you know, they pick the ones that they like and they air, air them a lot. Right. But, like, when they air the first time, it's midnight on Friday. And it's like, how, so are you trying to bury this or what? Well, stand-up isn't I their love, big moneymaker. Yeah. I mean, and they actually have some of the best TV shows mm -hmm. right now on TV, comedy-wise. I mean, like, Kroll's show and everything. It's amazing. But, yeah, so it's nice to have something on Netflix that's just fully... Whenever you want it. Yeah, right. Listen, yeah, absolutely. Launch it. Well, congrats on that, and I can't wait to see the vinyl version. Yeah. Down the line. Yeah. yeah. I'm, oh, I'm also releasing a special um, exclusive track. Oh. When the vinyl comes out, Fancy. so please, please pop, look for that. Pop yeah. that track in. That's really stupid. <laughs> Great. All right, Nick. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, my buddy Nick Thune. Let's hear for Nick Thune. Hey, we have two comics left. Both of them are amazing. This next fella, he, uh, he was recently on an episode of This American Life. It's a beautiful story, and 
like very heartfelt and well written and well told and then he's also extra hilarious on the side so we're happy to have him here tonight let's hear right now from Mr. Chris Garcia guys give it up for Chris come on thanks everybody keep it going for Cameron with a very sweet introduction Hope you guys had a good Father's Day. Uh, I spent mine with my dad. Uh, here's an impersonation of him when soccer is on the television. And I'm like, Dad, chill out. It's just a commercial, dude. What are you doing? Maybe I like the new Hyundai Sonata. <laughs> Uh, think about, I'm thinking about going to Burning Man this year uh, with Nick's dog. I'm very excited. Uh, I've actually I've been once before. I went in 2008, and I just got back two weeks ago. And uh, boy, are my arms spiders, you guys. But I was trying to buy a ticket online for Burning Man, and there was like a malfunction with the credit card thingy, and I freaked out for a second because I was like, oh, my God. I don't, there's no Burning Man customer support. You can't call Burning Man. They don't pick up the phone. They're not like, thank you for calling Burning Man. At the sound of the didgeridoo, please enter your personal identification spirit animal. You've entered half wolf, half cobra. Also known as the woe, brah. Namaste. Namaste away from Burning Man this year, everybody. I have good news, everybody. I'm getting married. Yeah! I proposed a couple weeks ago, and uh, before I proposed, I made sure to talk to my lady's uh, father. So I was very nervous about, because I'd never met him before, and he's six foot six. So I felt like the entire subtext to the conversation was just like, hello, sir, I am also a man. <laughs> I'm a real man, and I'm here to ask for permission to dilute your gene pool. I don't come from a tall family. My mom is four foot eight. Four foot eight! She's so small, she looks far away. She should have a sign on it that says Cubans in the mirror may be closer than they appear. She's very excited for us. Uh, she, my mom, uh, she claims... Okay, she wants to have kids right away, and she claims it's so we could continue the family name. My last name is Garcia. We live here in Los Angeles. I don't work for the census or anything, but uh, we got this, Madre. I looked it up, and Garcia is the fifth most common last name in the world. In the world! The first four most common last names are Lee, Chang, Wang, and Wong. Can you believe that? Garcias are fucking on a Chinese level. I'm excited about that. Uh, my, uh, my mom's awesome. My dad's awesome. He has dementia. Uh, don't tense up or anything. Uh, we love him. We're taking care of him. He's making the best of it. Life handed him a lemon, and he's using it as a remote control. <laughs> and so my mom and I have become very close, because we take care of my dad all the time, and we like, work as a team, and we like, share all this stuff, and it's, it's really bonded us in this really beautiful way, and we're so open with each other. And uh, recently my mom was like, hey, so uh, dad was very horny this morning. <laughs> and I was like, no. <laughs> Boundaries, madre. No me gusta where this story is going. And she's like, listen, motherfucker. I can't talk to people about church about this. You gotta listen. I was like, all right. I'll be a good son. I'm gonna listen. She's like, okay. So your dad got very aggressive, and he just pushed himself and forced himself on top of me, and then went, I don't know if I can do this. I have a wife and two kids. My dad tried to cheat on my mom with my mom. And then he stopped himself because guilt is stronger than memory loss, apparently. <laughs> and he has a type. <laughs> Little Latina firecrackers, that's his jam. 
I uh, see. I was traveling recently, and I went to a a bullfight. Yeah, anyone been to a bullfight recently? You been to a bullfight? It's so weird, man. I don't know if you thought this, but they're not only are they they're like so barbaric, and it's like also kind of silly. Like, how did this even become a thing? Who's like the guy that was just like Pedro? I want to create a sport where I kill an animal. Well, what kind of animal? Like a lion or like a tiger? No, a cow. A very angry cow. That's insane, man. How are you going to kill this cow? By dancing. I don't know, man. It sounds dangerous. Are you going to wear armor or anything? No, I'm going to dress like Sergeant Pepper, but a little tighter. Put a ballet shoe on my head. Of course that's not how it happened. It must have occurred naturally. Like one day a drunk Spaniard picked a fight with a cow and someone that was there was like, yeah, I'm going to have to see that again. And so it became a tradition. Traditions are things that dumb people do that get more decorative over time. Traditions are kind of weird. Like, we don't question them, especially from other countries and, like, from Latin American stuff. We just accept stuff. And I think of this all the time when I hear, like, traditional, when I see, like, traditional uh, clothes or hear a traditional song. Like, I was listening to the song La Bamba the other day. It's a beautiful song. Great song. We just accept that it's a beautiful, catchy song, which it is. But uh, do you know what it's like in English? Let me translate this beautiful song for you in English. Maybe you'll question this tradition. Here's La Bamba in English. The bomba! The bomba! The, the bomba! The bomba! You wanna do the bomba? Do the bomba! All you gotta do to do the bomba is a little thank you for me and for you, Ariba Ariba. The bomba! The, the bomba! The bomba! I'm not a sailor, I'm a captain! 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 I'm Captain Bomba! The, the bomba! The bomba! It's a great song. It just doesn't make a lot of sense. You guys have been great. My name is Chris Garcia. Good night. Guys, Chris Garcia, one more time. Chris Garcia. Oh, that is such a great bit. It's a I great love bit. The, love that La Bamba joke. Oh, it's a great bit. And when he's, you're like, oh, I just wish he'd keep going. I know. It's a bummer that he stopped. It is a bummer that I he mean, stopped. I mean, he had to stop. We had the joke. I mean, the, I think the joke was over, but I also think like the set was over and we had lit him and we stuff. But had to I, go. Just come to my house. You just spend the rest of the. Chris, come home with us later. We just want you to just sit around. I don't mean in that. No, no. Just the bomba part. Just the bomba. Just bring your bomba. I don't want anything else. Gross. Uh, no, you're not gross. I just mean bleh, you know, but not you. Bleh, just, and just in general. He's got great, uh, great temples. Great temples. He's on got that guy. great, great temples. Yeah, temples that are great. Beautiful temples. Gray, gray, gray. Great, great, great temples. Oh, okay. I'm saying two words. Gray, greasy, great, great. Grease film temples. I'm saying he's got grease. <laughs> his uh, temples were filmed in Greece. Hello. Because <laughs> remember, like the Acropolis or whatever's there. Um, <laughs> Nike, Nike and stuff, sure, right? Yeah. Didn't that happen there? Running yeah, around. Just do it and stuff, and then wasn't it marathon Shoes. and things? Okay, I think I'm naming Greece. Uh, I'm naming Greece. John uh, Travolta. John Travolta. <laughs> yeah, that's, remember when he was in Greece? The country? And he visited uh, briefly while he was uh, releasing Greece. How did Greece do in Greece? <laughs> Not very well in here. <laughs> That's funny to me. Um, yeah, remember that? Uh, remember that flaming cheese? I'm just naming other things. This is getting pretty culturally insensitive. Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> Go for it. Yeah, I mean, those are the things I know. Togas. These are things from a while ago. Not. I wouldn't say. I wouldn't say these are my most current things. Um, John Stamos. Right? Yogurt. Yogurt. Now that's a very recent one of those. Um, <sighs> you know what's our favorite commercial with Bobby Flay in it? Bobby I, Flay's yes. y- Greek yogurt commercial. If you've never seen it, well, Bobby Flay, you know him from uh, everything on the Food Network. He's a celebrity chef, and he has this great commercial for uh, yogurt. I can't eat. Yeah, yeah, that's what, that's what it is. And he goes, uh, he goes. Do you want to go no way? Uh, 
You know, I know a great recipe for faye. Take a bunch of strawberries, cut up the strawberries, put it in the yogurt. Strawberry yogurt. <laughs> There's no other ingredients. And then he just like goes to uh, to camp, just like headbutts the camp. Yeah, and he's just chopping like. <laughs> When you're in my kitchen, you do things right. You put strawberries in yogurt. I'm a chef. <laughs> it's so embarrassing. It's shameful. It really is. Shameful yogurt. It's shameful. I Food Network challenged him from my house. I was like, you put strawberries in there. I put strawberries in. Blueberries, motherfucker. It was intense. Yeah, it, it was, was really intense. intense. I just yelled that. The lights came down. She he was wrapping up her knives. It. Yeah, I was wrapping up my knives because I'd been kicked out <laughs> of the kitchen. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they crossed the thing and the chairman was there. Yeah. And that was uh, an episode of whatever that show is called. Yeah. <laughs> we don't always know the name of the thing that we're referencing. It's just like a vibe. But we are referencing it. <laughs> just giving you guys ideas of thoughts. <laughs> general outlines <gasps> ghosts of memory I if you love will. what's going on on the food network right now uh, because they have had to up their game in terms of like what products they use or sure. like the baseline when they're doing all the cooking competitions because we're like so sick of cooking competitions that now it's like how how like disgusting could the thing be that you have to use like you have to today's ingredient a pile of shit <laughs> this man's tattoo <laughs> You gotta design the tattoo. Everybody's gonna design a tattoo. You cut out the tattoo, you use a tattoo. The tattoo is used to grow mushrooms. (laughs) Now make a turkey sandwich. Go! All right, well, hey, we got one final comic on the show. If, If he, he's probably a great chef. He is a great chef. And if he's not, he's got the fucking name for it. Certainly does. Pow. And I don't mean to like throw, we've got great names. This guy, Third, third best name on the third show. Third best name. Yeah. Rhea Butcher. Fucking great name. Cameron Esposito. Fucking great name. Great name. Final comic on the show, Moses Storm. Great name. Let's hear it from Here Moses. Thank you, guys. Thank you so much. Please, settle down. Oh, come on. Settle down. Don't stand up. Don't you stand up. Please. Relax, Jesus. We gotta get out of here on time. I uh, I was watching one of those Dos Equis commercials today. One of those they feature like the most interesting man in the world. Commercials are pretty good, but they've been running for like five years now. So I feel like they're kind of like running out of material for him to be interesting with. Like the one I saw today just started with he starts drinking two days before Cinco de Mayo. In museums, he touches whatever he wants. He gets noise complaints in the middle of the day. I'm like, okay, Dos Equis, I don't think you're describing an interesting person. I think you're just describing an alcoholic. His wife doesn't return his phone calls. He meets weekly in a church basement. This morning, he lost a fight to an inanimate object. Now you're a plant! I am, uh, I am going through a breakup right now. Yeah, yeah, that's okay. This is the good part, I guess. Because this is like... I, I was going to this girl, Rebecca, for two years. And then we just both got to that point in our relationship where we just decided she should break up with me. <laughs> Magical time. I, I, and I ran into her the other day. And whenever you run into your ex, you almost like, it's like secretly hope that they look like shit. It's like, it's a gross thing, but you just hope, like, oh, God, I hope you did something weird with your hair. And uh, I ran into her, and not only did she look great, but she looked better. Yeah, she was just, like, glowing. She had, like, these highlights that she was, like, pulling off, and she's, like, this pep in her step, like, this weight had been lifted from her shoulders, and it's like, ugh, Jesus, what was I doing to you? And it sucks, too, because it's like, okay, now you're going to do all that stuff? Now you're going to get all fixed up? It's kind of like when you leave an apartment, like right after you move out, and then they fix it up. And it's like, oh, great, you're going to do that now? Now you're trimming the bushes. Okay. Okay, because, you know, when I lived there, we didn't want to trim the bushes because that was weird, and people might think it's a child's apartment. But now we're trimming the bushes. Also, when I lived there, I only had keys to the front gate. Now you're just passing out keys to the back gate? 
What, is anyone just allowed to enter from the rear? I'm not saying that I want that because that's kind of gross because that's the same gate you used to take the trash out of. I'm just saying I might want that sometime in case I'm drunk one night and don't want to make a mistake at the front gate because the front gate's the same gate that the kids come out of. So it's tough. I, uh, I did move recently. I, before I was living with a Craigslist roommate and he was insane. Now, it feels like kind of redundant saying that because, of course, like any roommate you meet on Craigslist is going to be insane. That's why the whole service of Craigslist exists. Craigslist exists for people that are like, well, I have a spare room and everyone that knows me knows that I'm insane. (laughs) But maybe the internet doesn't. Does anyone have, like, a Craigslist roommate that actually worked out? Like, you, got, you just met through Craigslist, and they, they, they were, like, you were just go ahead and raise your hand. If you have a Craigslist roommate, and, like, it worked out, like, you just became friends with them. Someone raise your hand if you have it. You, you had it right here on the front row. And, like, you're, you guys are, like, friends now. And, like, nothing's weird about the roommate. Like, she seems completely cool. Oh, oh no, she's still weird, but, but she's, like, she's, like, my other mother now. <laughs> okay, so you're the crazy roommate. <laughs> You're the crazy roommate. No, she's like my mother now. She breastfeeds me in her sleep. I just put my mouth up there. It's great. We communicate. Why, just this morning, I was screaming into her open mouth. If you excuse me, I gotta get going because I'm the one person that buys the Hawaiian shirts that sell at Albertsons. You're cra- I'm sorry you found out this way. They're celebrating now that you're gone. I, um, we were, uh, we were, like, pretty poor growing up. We were pretty poor. This is true. So, uh, my mom had, like, a lot of creative ways of providing for us. Like, one of those ways is she would just, like, steal. She would just shoplift. Yeah, but the biggest problem with this is she wasn't very good at it. Like, I remember one time she tried to steal bottles of vitamins from a grocery store. And I don't know if you've ever tried to steal bottles of vitamins before, but it's a lot like trying to steal maracas. And she was like, how did they know? How did they, I don't know, maybe they were tipped off by the quinceanera that's going on in your purse. <laughs> I, um, I got into a little trouble on Saturday. I, I was at this bar, and uh, I accidentally bumped into this dude. I was holding these drinks, and I turned around, and I bumped into him, and he was uh, very upset. He just looked at me, and he's like, hey, man, why don't you watch where you're going? You could spill those drinks you're holding, and they don't offer free refills here. Which has got to be the most thriftiest threat that I've ever received. Like, I guess, thank you? Like, I wanted to keep fighting with this guy just so I could get more tips. You know, just start mouthing off to him. Hey, man, why don't you stop running your mouth and start filling it with Cheerios? It's the cheapest way to lower your cholesterol. He's, like, kicking my ass. Protect your ribcage. It's the most expensive bone of the body to repair. Chip. That was Jay-Z, in case you could tell. Chip. Don't fight in an elevator. They got cameras in there. <laughs> Topical. I, um... I'm a, I'm a gluten-free person. Gluten-free. Yep, free to eat as much gluten as I want because it doesn't matter. Doesn't No, gluten matters, okay? It matters. Case in point, I just had some pasta, and I am so tired. I'm the most tired I've ever been. Well, how much pasta did you have? I only had six pounds, and I'm all tuckered out. I'm telling you, I'm tucked. I am tucked. It's because of the gluten. No, it's not because of the gluten. You just ate too much because you're a goddamn pig person. All right, it's not the gluten, it's the glutton. Okay? The gluten is by no means a poison or a toxin. All it is is it's a protein, and it holds foods together. It's what gives bread its elasticity, and it holds baked goods together. So, unless you have celiac disorder, you actually are gluten intolerant, it's not a poison. And when you take gluten out because you're baking, what you have to do to hold those foods together is you have to add more sugar and more fat. So basically, by taking gluten out, you're just taking out one seemingly bad thing and adding two even worse things. It's like saying, oh, I'm healthy. I don't shoot up heroin anymore. No, no, now I just swallow the needles. Wash it down with some bleach. Doop, 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 and they do. My mommy is my roommate. <laughs> so sorry. 
I'll leave you guys on this. Uh, people also say that there, uh, that there's no harmful side effect of marijuana. Do you guys believe that? There's no harmful side effect. I did find there is one. The only harmful side effect of marijuana is freestyle rap battles at parties. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. Side effects may include extreme delusion and forgetting one's race. Because it's always the dudes that look like me that are getting these battles started. Hanging out by the laundry hamper, saying shit like, That sleepy chronic has got me in the zone. I'm in the zone, motherfucker. I'm in the zone. Are you in the zone? Because the zone is a state of consciousness where actual skills match the perceived performance requirements perfectly. You just rhyme the word cash with, uh, yeah, you're not in the zone. <laughs> Thank you, guys. I've been Moses Storm. show tonight and our co-producer Ryan McMenamin in the booth who makes it all happen that's Rhea Butcher this is Cameron Esposito we're here every Tuesday night thank you so much for coming please exit quickly there's another show right after this have a great rest of your night guys thank you so much put your hands together put your hands together put your hands together put your hands together Put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to laugh with your hands together, put your hands together, get ready to cover your hands together, put your hands together. This is Arnie Niekamp from the Improv Fantasy Podcast, Hello from the Magic Tavern. I fell through a dimensional portal behind a Burger King in Chicago into the magical land of Foon, and I started a podcast. Season three has just begun with a brand new adventure to defeat the Dark Lord. If you're a new listener or you've fallen behind, season three is a great jumping on point. And we've got great guests like Justin McElroy. I sound like a fancy college professor. Fake nuts. <laughs> Rachel Bloom. You all see my collection of men corpses and one woman. Felicia Day and Colton Dunn. You've seen <coughs> me have intercourse with a variety of species. It's a bummer. Andy Daly. You have the members of Genesis listed, but Phil Collins yeah. has crossed out and then circled and crossed out again. Ah, uh, yes. I have killed Phil Collins twice. Thomas Middleditch. Ah! Oh, Jesus! I mean, Jazos! <laughs> ruler of the Eighth Circle! And that's just the beginning. Season 3 of Hello from the Magic Tavern is out now. Listen in Stitcher, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.